you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, be sure to hit uh, to uh, leave us a rating, review, or a comment. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. And we'll, smash that like button. Yeah, let's try to get the likes up to 601. Oh, one more than AEW's goal, huh? Sure, why not? I mean, I'm not going to do the same thing. I'm fine, 600, whatever. 600. Uh, yeah, smash that like button, man. It actually goes a long way towards helping going in raw. And uh, and be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell, and then click on all, and then you might get some notifications. Maybe. Uh, kind of roll the dice and be honest about it. Seemingly, yeah. Oops. Let me see if there are any new patrons. We got some new yeah. patrons over the weekend. I don't know if I remember. I don't remember giving anybody a shout out. <laughs> well, we got one new one, Xavier Gray. Thank you, Xavier. What a great name. It's like an X-Men name. Uh-huh. Xavier, Professor X, and Charles Jean, Xavier, Jean Grey, mashed up. There's a war coming, Charles. Anyways, uh, do we have any announcements to make? Uh, we've got the Teespring store. If you want some uh, Friendo Club hoodie, um, and I just put up like a sort of a retro Ten for the Wind shirt up yeah. there. Yeah, I got the design for the new Ten for the second retro 10 for the wind shirt mm-hmm. the 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 one that we did like what 2012 2013 uh, 2013 the orb yeah yeah well, i haven't seen that yet uh yeah i've not shown you i just finished it last night uh so that's at teespring.com slash stores slash friendo merch club the link is in the description here uh friendo market we got all the stuff there friendomarket.com yeah we still have plenty of those friendo club shirts we, sticker do, packs. we gotta do a blowout of backstock here coming up soon uh yeah we'll do like a discount code thing sure um yeah maybe we'll do that for a revolution that sounds good super show maybe we'll do it for super showdown revolution week something like that there you go know. yeah the, that next week man those three days in a row you got super showdown Boom. smackdown return of john cena <laughs> and then revolution bang bang yes. bang 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 indeed uh, banger show for SmackDown being announced. The Bella Twins are going to be. Uh, oh, they probably say, "Hey, we're going to be in Hall of Fame. We're in Hall of Fame. Plus, our, we have babies." And then what's the eight-man tag match? <laughs> New Day and Usos versus Rude Ziggler and Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It might actually be a fun match. Yeah. Who to be honest. Oh, I mean, the match quality would be good. It's probably like the storylines are probably not going to be that great. Yeah. Not that involved. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's SmackDown, but it's cool because uh, I'm I'm off my uh, I'm I'm no longer a teetotaler. Good. Uh, this week, so I can drink. I drank the other day uh, in Santa Cruz. By well, the way, how was that? By the way, thanks for holding ask. it down. Oh, no problem. Uh, it was fun. Oh, we had a blast. It was good. great. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I I drank. So it's good. That was cool. It sounds like a good time. Then. The concert was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. 
It was good stuff. Was it just was it just uh, Ana DeFranco who performed? Was her opening act? No, she had an opener. It was uh, I forget her name. Right. Re- Rebecca Hoop, something like that. Right. Something like that. Folk singer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ani DeFranco is lovely. She's wonderful. Yeah. Very charming, immensely talented. Uh, I didn't know any of the songs, but uh, it, it was cool. It was really neat, and we we're like, it was like we were as close to her as we were in the pit. The radio had that I saw, time. I saw the video. Lacey it was put super on close. Yeah. yeah, we were super close. It's close. It cool. So, no, it was fun. It was cool. I had a good time. We got floor tickets for a Tom York show here in town. I know. I'm excited about that. April 16th. Are we going to get there like super early so we can be like front right there? I know. It's a Thursday, so that's usually our busy day. Does he have a new uh, record coming out? Yeah, a few months back he had uh, Amina. Okay, I saw the video for that. Mm-hmm. Was there more? That it was, was a whole album. Oh, yeah. it was a whole album. Yeah. Oh, I got to check that out. Yeah. Maybe I did. I don't know. Anyways, I wonder if he's going to do any of the weird dancing they did on the in the music video. Oh, yes, that's how he dances. Yeah. No, I know, but it was extra weird. It was oh. like the floor. It was like, I don't know. Well, they probably have an elevated floor. Did you, did you watch that video? No, the PTA one? Yeah. Never seen it yet, no. Yeah, it's really weird. Anyways. Uh, NXT, you said uh, your quote on NXT was yawn. I thought it was really middle of the road, man. This is a great. The NXT generally sets a very high bar. Um. I just didn't feel like it brought anything super consequential. I mean, a decent cruiserweight title match, but it, if there's a match between Leo Rush and Jordan Devlin, two of the best, I don't want to see a grinded out type match, which is what that was. The story of that one was Jordan Devlin couldn't handle Leo Rush's speed. I get that. So he ground it out. Mm. Uh, I felt like the main event was lacking some intensity, like it was sloppy and slow, rather than I wanted like 10 minutes of hockey fighting to start because these guys should really want to rip each other apart. Yeah, I get the story they were trying to get at there. But I, I do too, but I feel like I they there was, there was two approaches. They could have done sloppy and slow, which that what it was, or we can't wait to tear each other apart. And like rather than doing any sort of feeling out, like just have them start throwing haymakers at each other. Yeah. So let's just get into this real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, the Chompa promo? Yeah, because it's, it's in our thumbnail. The, mo- the most interesting thing, I guess, development to come out of NXT. I actually don't disagree with you. And I don't. I can't put my finger on it necessarily. Like you said, you said, all right, NXT has set itself a really high bar. I think the thing is, you can't. Uh, in re- the matches are really good. But I even felt like this week they were good, but they weren't usual NXT standard good. I'll say this. The episode felt like a hangover. It did. It felt like a hangover. It felt like most, save for the bros relates, everybody who had a match to take over. I don't think I had a match last night. Yeah. They were like, they got the night off. Uh, and so we got a lot of uh, enhancement matches and matches. Of, like, you know, we saw grizzled young veterans take on uh, 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 Raul Mendoza and, and uh, Joaquin Wild. Yeah. Enhancement match. Yeah. Cool seeing grizzled young veterans. And yeah. it looks like they're going to be around for a while. All great. Yeah. Um, which is good because the tag team division NXT sorely needs yeah. uh, top flight talent, totally. of which they are. Um, same time, though, I know who's going to win the match. As much as I like grizzled young veterans, like enhancement matches for them aren't like the f- most enjoyable thing. Yeah. Um, I like Zach Gibson's promo, but even that was like really short. It was really short, yeah. Um, so I just didn't find a whole, lot of re- a whole lot to get invested in. Yeah, of AEW, I know it's not fair to compare, but regardless, it's kind of programming. You got AEW on the other station, like tearing it down, putting on awesome match, almost a pay-per-view quality show. And there's been weeks where NXT has done the same thing. And you're coming off a takeover where a lot of people are saying, this could be the best takeover ever. I didn't necessarily agree with that sentiment, but people are welcome to have their opinions. And then it's just kind of a meh show. 
Didn't feel like it built off, built off any momentum. I'm not saying storylines, momentum. Yeah, no. Establish a takeover. And here's the thing. I'm looking at the notes, and you can actually, your, your points are being made by what we got um, instead. So, like, the, the, the primary thing coming out of TakeOver, and we'll get to it because it relates to the thumbnail and the title, and it was the biggest thing coming out, it was Gargano turning once again on Champa, And so we want to know what is uh, the deal with that. Mm-hmm. And we got that with the Champa promo um, where he says, I know why Johnny did it. Johnny knows why Johnny did it. And to break it down... There can only be one of us in NXT. And I like what he was alluding to. I like the idea that you can, even if you you consider the hug canon, which it was on TV, the hug came after we figured, and Johnny could have figured, Champ is done. There's a chance we're not going to see him again wrestling. And so the idea between Gargano and Champa is no matter what, it's always going to come back around to me versus him. That's always going to be the case. Yeah, that hug was a huge tactical error on, on. I don't think it was. I don't think it was because I think that once Champa is eliminated as a as a wrestler, then what does it matter? Then you can do the hug. Well, I mean, he hasn't necessarily really been eliminated as a wrestler. He's hurt. At the time, he had a. He was at the time there was some. I mean, yeah, there was even in kayfabe, all the videos, all the videos. Yeah, I understand there was, that they it did was potentially career-threatening injury. Nonetheless, you run into this situation now where you have that happen. You got to find like some rationale for it after the fact. You just don't have the hug out there, and you don't have to worry about it. You know, wait till. No, I don't. That doesn't. That doesn't bug me. I don't think that's a problem. I think that, and even because then even after that, they teamed up to get to against Mustache Mountain. Yeah, but you got Gargano down there. You got the title, and you got Champa. Uh, it's Gargano's natural instinct at this point to be like, oh, screw that, I'm gonna blast this guy. I don't see that as a problem. I think that that's, I think that they've established enough complexity in their relationship to understand you don't have to have Gargano come out there and say, you know, X, Y, Z to, to, to line up the dots for you. There can be some, I think you can put it together. Um, but there just seemed to be, there wasn't a whole lot of fire there. And then if you look at everything else, you got like, Okay, Lorcan and Birch aren't going to be the next challengers for the Broserweights. No, that no, was a throwaway no. match. There's uh, a lot of enhancement stuff. Uh, you're setting up Forgotten Sons and uh, the Grizzled, Grizzled Young, Young Vets. Vets. That's pretty much going to be an enhancement match because Forgotten Sons ain't winning that. Yeah. Uh, this big angle with Chelsea Green and Robert Stone brand was basically just a vehicle for Bianca Belair to cut a really good promo. Yeah, it was a great promo. On Charlotte Flair. So we're going to get that. Um, and then the Velveteen Dream stuff. I don't know. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what NXT is sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Save for the there's bro- only a spark missing. I kind of know? feel like save for the Broseroids, maybe. There's not a lot. There's I mean, NXT doesn't really feel lively or fun. Mm-hmm. Even the crowd last night just seemed kind of meh. Um, it's it's I don't know. There it, it just there seems to be. What's the word I'm looking for? Urgency is really it. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like they're doing what they're doing what they're doing and and sometimes when they they do that and they're firing all cylinders is really good. Like I feel like AEW's out there maybe not necessarily compete head on with NXT, although in news brief we'll get to Cody. I don't know where he made these remarks about, you know, being at a place in 5 years where they can move to Monday nights. That's a bad idea. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh they're driven, they have a sense of urgency, they want to prove themselves. 
Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily the primary uh, directive in terms of their creative or just their overall philosophy. It's like, hey, we want to not necessarily reinvent the wheel, but you know, they, they seem to take the idea that they're spurring a revolution in pro wrestling to heart, and that means a lot to them, and they want to make that manifest on their show on a weekly basis. Where I don't really feel like it's the case with NXT. NXT is just kind of doing what NXT does. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be, there's going to be, especially, I wonder if some of it is, especially now, we're coming up to mania season. What happens after every mania? There's call-ups. Call yeah. Although it wasn't last year, I don't think. I don't think there was any call-up last year for mania. And if there was, it was like one. And the thing is, I wonder. Actually, all the calls were before mania. Yeah, yeah, they did like six. Yeah. Um, around like January, February. I think the idea is, we're coming up to mania. There's maybe a lot of moving parts. And the, the episode felt like we're not exactly sure where some of this stuff is going to shake out. And so we're not entirely sure what we're going to do. Like Finn literally in his little video promo said, you know, keep an eye out for what I'm going to do. Yeah. So <laughs> next week you'll see my next move. Yeah. All right. Which well, you're might here. mean they don't know what it is. It could. You're sitting here talking right now. Yeah. You probably shot this four weeks ago. Yeah. So, no, I feel it. I think the episode did feel a bit on the filler side as opposed to, hey, you've got this great momentum from TakeOver. And like you said, a lot of people said it was like one of the best TakeOvers ever. Uh, how do you capitalize on that? We get Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic again. Um, I mean, they always put on good matches, but I want to feel things moving. Yeah, we want to know who the next North American champion uh, title contender is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, I, I, I mean, feel and, that. And like even the Gargano Champa stuff, and maybe this isn't a – I don't know. I don't read a whole lot of wrestling Twitter, so I don't know what the overall sentiment is. Um, I just kind of feel like it's going backwards. I know it was great, and I know we didn't probably get to this conclusion that they had in mind, and what happened necessarily wasn't satisfying due to the injury. Uh, part of me just feels like this barrel forward. Well, okay, but here's the thing: if you're going to write one of these guys off to main roster, which could or could not happen, loser leaves NXT. I mean, we can talk about that here for a second. Um, then I'm fine. Totally. You should do Gargano versus Champ if one of those guys is going to go. It's just who the hell is going to go? Well, it's not going to be Champ, but he already said that he, he's not leaving NXT. Okay, man. Come on. It's a wrestler talking. I know, but this is like because he's got a bad neck. He can't handle the workload of work. Like his, his body can't it's handle fine. wrestling 200 it's days fine. a year. It's still, it's a wrestler talking. He said he would quit and become a producer between. And on top of that, like the, the, the main roster, I mean, there's one point that Meltzer made this morning uh, on Wrestler Observer Live. Uh, was you know like the 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 main roster schedule isn't really what it used to be, and you yeah, can make it's still you more, can make allowances for people. It's still more intense work in NXT. Um, so I mean I don't know I, I like but, both, oh, both both these guys seem like they should be in NXT like for a while, but doing a loot. I mean he alluded to a loser leaves town match more or less. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. room for one of us in NXT. Well, if you look at it this way, Gargano, his feud with Finn was about who is Mister NXT. Mm -hmm. Finn wins that, therefore he's Mister NXT. So whatever pride Johnny could take in being, you know, the flag bearer for NXT, poof, gone. Finn has that now. Mm -hmm. So F Johnny, uh, uh, like uh, he's got like a bit of an existential crisis, as it is, even before. Champa uh, positing the idea of loser leaves the promotion match. Um, so maybe just the loss to Finn. All right, look, Johnny's not Mr. NXT more. Oh, in fact, look, he's bad guy now because he hit Champa with the belt. Uh, I, I don't know if it, it's it's just based on the story beats presented. At least if they're doing a loser leaves, then I would suspect it's going to be Johnny because I know he was all about NXT for life. Guess what? He lost that match to Finn. 
uh, he turned on Champa. He's the bad guy now. And and I, I could see that being some motivation as well. It's like, man, not only did I just lose the title of Mr. NXT, but like the guy that has been my sworn enemy, and you know, grand friend of me, whatever you want, you can call it whatever you want. But it's like, you know, it's one thing for us to be tagging together for a goof match against Mustache Mountain, which is a fantastic match, by the way. It was great. Um, But it's another thing for me to have just lost a Finn and then see this guy get the title. Screw that. Um, And yeah, and on top of that, everybody's going to say I'm public enemy number one Mm -hmm. because I just did that. Um, I mean, one thing that you can consider also is that they do nothing with Candice LeRae and they like to keep married couples together. Mm -hmm. So maybe they want to ship her to Maine and, and Johnny, of course, goes with her. I don't know, man. I mean, Gargano. I could see Gargano. I could see Gargano being a Heyman guy, but not a Vince guy. Yeah. Um. I. He's not a Pritchard guy. That's for sure. He's gonna end up being Shorty G number two. Gargano goes to losing goes to NXT UK. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Oh God. He just fit in right there perfectly with Ligero and Travis Banks and mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm, Joseph Connors. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh. Well, we got, what, six weeks or something to build to their inevitable, inevitable takeover clash. Yeah. And this wouldn't even be the first, like, this is, like, uh, Gargano had the thing with uh, Andrade where he had another title shot but had to put his NXT career on the line. Yeah, and he was and back. And he like lost that. Week. And, like, two weeks later, Kept he was back. Kept on showing up, yeah. So, and if he loses, I mean, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So, I heard him say that, and the first thing I thought, oh, they're going to do a loser leaves town thing. Grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Grain of salt. Yeah. Well, it's wrestling. Everything's with a grain exactly. of salt. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, you know, you're at mania season and yeah, they might not have done a whole lot of call-ups last year. They did them prior, but you're at mania season. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they, they do call ups anymore. It's trade. And I remember. All right, man. As soon as I see somebody from main roster down NXT, I will, I will well, give you full validation. Charlotte, for Charlotte's moonlighting, you know, uh, and Shayna still has the NXT lower third. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's angel yeah. Garza still moonlighting. He's not full time. Uh, they still refer to him as an NXT star on raw. What did his lower third look like, though? I don't it didn't have an NXT on it, though. Uh, yeah, I, don't I don't remember. Think. I don't remember. Um, I don't know. That's part of, part of the thing about NXT also is that there is these days like a bunch of movement. And so it's hard to like it's difficult to. And here's the thing. They cover it by having. I mean, typically week to week NXT is fantastic. This is one week where they had like a soft episode. Um but just in general, one of the one of the weaknesses of NXT is it's difficult to get too emotionally involved with. I'm not, I mean, there's there, there's the core group, which you know it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can get you can you know love the undisputed era. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. I say that now. Uh, Keith Lee is going to be there for a while. Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, Matt Riddle are going to be there for a while, probably. Um, but guys like you know grizzled young veterans come in. It's like oh. Are they going to be here for a while? Who can I get emotionally invested in? Yeah, it's kind of important. I made you know? the comparison to minor league baseball team or any sort of minor league mm-hmm. franchise. Is that it's it's when when it's operating even somewhat as a developmental uh, property, you have to get attached attached sorry to the brand, not the participants per se. You, know, yeah. you got to get attached to the team because it's your local team, not so much the players because those players are probably going to be shipped up to the bigs, be traded, get yeah. demoted, wherever the case may be, at a moment's notice. So. Yeah. And it's kind of the same it's, thing. It's no, it's still and it's still they can they can refer to it as a third brand, but you know, when it's like, well, a third brand would have more matches than just the one match at WrestleMania. Um 
So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one soft episode this week. Uh, I don't think it's like cause for concern or anything. No. But yeah, I mean, it definitely felt a bit like a hangover. Uh, kicking things off was the Undisputed Air coming out. Adam Cole is kind of like, ha, I told you so. Told you I'd show Ciampa I was best champion. I mean, should he not look around and say, seems like this prophecy is falling apart. Well, yeah, he definitely should. <laughs> but instead he goes, we're not going anywhere. We're still the measuring stick. We still again, set the example. Measuring like, stick. Again, there's more gold off you than on you at this point. Yeah. Um, and he says, it's like Roddy here is going to make an example of Velveteen Dream. Uh, Roddy grabs a mic. He's about to talk. Uh, Dream's music hits. He does like a disembodied promo. Well, he's got his cool that cool piece of artwork in the his graphic, face. Yeah, on the on the Tron, but yeah. you know we don't see him. He's just talking. Yeah, and he's like, uh, Prince says he's going to beat Roddy essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Roddy says, "Well, uh, Dream, you're going to wish you never came back after I'm done with you." Yeah. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah. First match of the night was Leo Rush versus Jordan Devlin. I mentioned earlier, this is all about Leo Rush being really fast and quick and Jordan Devlin at first. Literally, like... Not knowing what to do with it whatsoever. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And so I guess strategically he did what you would do was take the faster guy, slow him down, and grind it out. Mm -hmm. It's not really what I want from a cruiserweight match. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I don't know. That match is fine. It was fine. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Jordan Devlin still got his stuff in. Yeah. But I know Jordan Devlin, while not being as fast as Leo Rush, he could keep up with him. Mm -hmm, Yeah. So, like, I feel like we've seen a lot of really good matches between Angel Garza and Leo Rush because the pace was fast and it wasn't necessarily a grinded out thing. It doesn't necessarily have to go a million miles an hour the whole time. There can be ebbs and flows. They can slow down and speed up. I don't mind that. 
I feel like Jordan Devlin has that in him to do that. Yeah, I don't know. He's not really known for being like the super fast guy. Though. He's not necessarily known for being a bruiser necessarily either. No, you know? no, no. But, you know, I don't know. I sort of get the idea of this match. Mm. Um, so I get it totally as well. It's, it's, I think cruiserweight action. I think people jumping and running and flying and stuff. No, hey, man, feet on the floor. What's the wait? What does Drew Gulak say? Uh, I think Dean, sound I think Dean Malenko, Wrestle of the Year 1997. That's what I think of when I think cruiserweight action. Yeah, but he 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 wasn't averse to wrestling of quick pace. Yeah, he was really fast with the mat transition stuff. I know, that's what I'm talking about. But like, I don't see him doing any matrixy stuff like Leo Rush. I don't know. Maybe he was kind of short. It's huh? Different he, era, he man. Could do a lot. Yeah, he probably could. 1997 was a big year for him. You mean he was PWI's number one? Exactly. That's totally. so, that's so weird. It was. It really was weird. Yeah. Anyway, this was a perfectly fine match, though. It wasn't bad. No, and part of it was the crowd. And again, like I don't know, they just got to take this stupid. They got to take this thing on the road, man. Just take it on the damn road. You know, oh, like man. if you got people there at full sale giving Jordan, who's giving Jordan Devil a thumbs down? I know he's a bad guy, but he's a bad guy. People playing along with the the, the show, dude. Oh man, you gotta, you gotta. Did you hear that one person after the Forgotten Sons promo? Start a USA chant. It was one dude. <laughs> I think he did it twice. USA, USA. Yeah, it was just one know. guy. I don't know. I don't know. I get. I get. I just <laughs> get the feeling like I don't know, man. NXT. It's funny because even they don't really have a solid idea as to what NXT is. You know, it's like, are you a third brand or are you developmental? I kind of feel like you can't be both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's funny because like they do. They have like killer episodes every single week. They have one soft episode. I start questioning everything. Well, here's the thing. They can still be developmental, but forward-facing, yeah. they got to be a third brand on par with Ron SmackDown. They can still do the, the developmental yeah, aspect. That's reserved for the... Ways, hold on. That's reserved for the Florida house show circuit as a purely developmental aspect. And once they feel someone's... Because, uh, uh, you know, prior to the move to USA, maybe someone was doing stuff on the house show circuit, and maybe they needed a few more reps. And they're like, okay, just put them on TV and get, let them get a few more reps in here and develop it, and then we'll send them off TV do the full repackage and then you know they'll make their grand re-debut um i feel like now they're just probably reserving most of that aspect of it purely to the house show stuff yeah and then they're only really bringing people on when they're ready for television yeah sure so in that sense it's still a developmental promotion but the forward-facing aspect that we see on our television isn't so much that as yeah, opposed no, to the early it is days because shana just went to raw like they're still they, they, here's the idea the idea is I think you're equating Raw and SmackDown can still pluck whoever they want from NXT. I understand that. I understand. And that. NXT can't pluck whoever they want. That's my point. Well, no, there's going to be trades. So Triple H said. There's not going to be trades. Let's wait. Wait till after Because in the same conversation, in the same interview, he basically dropped what the real thing was. And that's, yeah, Heyman and Pritchard are always talking there's about reality. who they want to pluck from here. There's a reality and there's what he wants to have happen. And hopefully at some point they can meet in the middle. Whereas they'll do a wildly one-sided deal, but NXT will get something in return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, now it's fun enough match. Devil in one with uh, the devil inside. I love that move. It was a great move in the fifth. The setup for that. that was great. So Leo Rush misses a final hour. Uh, devil hits uh, Leo with a huge headbutt. Mm-hmm. And as they're both falling, J- uh, Jordan Devlin grabs Leo Rush's wrist, maintains. I wrist love control. that. Like throughout all of his matches, like he's always trying to get that wrist. Yeah, I, it's great. Stands up, pulls him in. Devil inside for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had a Dakota Kai Raquel Gonzalez interview. Um, and Raquel was, you know, she essentially asked, hey, explain yourself. And she says, well, I see Tegan getting all these opportunities while Dakota Kai continually getting passed over. I feel that, too, because I've been here at the Performance Center continually getting passed over for opportunities. 
So I feel like uh, I empathize with Dakota Kai, so I'm going to help her out. Mm-hmm. And Dakota Kai says, well, Raquel has my back, so I'll have hers. We're all good. In walks William Regal. Hello there. Hello. So good to hear you have each other's backs because it's not really going to matter in two weeks' time because you got a cage match. You've got a sealed cage. Tegan Knox. I expect nothing less than a moonsault <sighs> off the top. I saw young Cody do it today. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be a killer match. Tegan yeah. Knox will win that one. Yeah. Uh, Champa shows up at full sail. And then uh, we get uh, Kathy Kelly. Uh, but it's, it's sort of because this actually happened to take over. Yeah, they had little graphics that happened yeah. to take over too. So Rhea Ripley. Confused uh, yourself that it was happening on Wednesday after she already left. <laughs> Rhea Ripley had an interview. Maybe Kathy Kelly will come back because she's like, wait, you guys just called me the next member of Undisputed Era? I don't want to leave now. I'm not going to leave now. Um, so anyways, yeah, she just says, uh, I don't know how she says. Oh, yeah, Charlotte says somebody. Even a queen will have a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, uh, Austin Theory is supposed to Patrick Sparks as creator wrestler comes out. His face is kind of Patrick Sparks, isn't it? A little it? bit, yeah. It's B-Man. I can kind of see that it's a little B-Man, bit. but creator wrestler. Yeah. Oh, I'm making my 2K20 guy now, friendos. Yeah. I feel like Austin Theory still has his indie uh, gear. He does. He, dude, he is so indie wrestling. One slide says the the, the real superstar. <laughs> does it actually say? Yeah. The other side says. That's all, amazing. Says all day. <laughs> the real superstar. Yeah, he's got his, his evolve gear. Which still. comes first, all day or the real superstar? Well, it depends. I guess how you want to put. Is he, is he the real superstar all day? I think so. Or all day the real superstar. Which is more? Which is a longer length of time? Which is more impressive, all day the real superstar or the real superstar all day? I would think the latter. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, Captain Wonderful comes out. Anyways, yeah. And then while his music is still playing, this was actually pretty funny. And I'm not sure if this would translate to like a bigger venue. But while his music is still playing, Champa comes out just with this total like look of contemplation on his face like yeah. oh, i don't have time for my own music who cares about that yeah he comes out to the ring and uh he gets a mic and austin theory starts to come up to him and, and without looking at him champa just says not today man not today not tonight man yeah. not tonight yeah so the ref backs up austin theory patrick sparks who's like oh friendo no b-man wants to fight b-man wants to throw it at throw hands and uh so champa uh mentioned what i'd mentioned earlier with this promo He's not asking why Johnny why. He knows why. Johnny knows why. Well, even before that, he says, like, I, I should have seen this coming. I was I had tunnel vision. I get yeah. the belt back. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the out of nowhere tag match. I should have mm-hmm. seen this coming. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, he's like, I'm not asking why. I know why. Johnny knows why. Oh, Patrick Sparks in chat says, I feel attacked. No, it's just an observation. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm not saying ugly Austin Theory looks like Patrick Sparks. He's a good-looking guy. He just looks like... Patrick Sparks is, as create a wrestler. Career mode, Patrick Sparks. Yeah. Um, and then Theory comes in and kind of pushes Ciampa. Ciampa drops him, pushes him back. Yeah. And then, yes, when Ciampa says, well, in order uh, for me to get my life back, there can't be any Gargano in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. And that's when Theory walks up to Ciampa. Ciampa boots him and then just proceeds to throw him at least, uh, I don't know, maybe between eight and ten times into the barricade. Oh. Back and forth, oh, back and forth. He back murdered forth, this kid. Tossed the knee in there, too. Go back to Evolve all day, real superstar. I know, the real superstar all day. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Uh, mm. After that, we had a quick shot of Chelsea Green doing a photo shoot. She had a rematch against Caden Carter later on. I mentioned this uh, on Twitter. What do you get for signing with Robert Stone Brand? 
Is is he paying an exposure? I feel like he's a paying with exposure. It could be guy. because they made a point of uh, saying during Chelsea Green's match that he negotiated a spot in the Rumble for her. Yeah. Which, of course, if she had won, she could have got a title shot. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So he got her into the Rumble exposure, maybe. Yeah. What's my signing deal? Or what's my signing bonus? I'll negotiate deals I'll for you. I'll advocate for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's your cut? Let's worry about that later. Yeah, worry about that later. Just uh, sign Just sign it, okay? Just sign it. Uh, Finn Balor had a promo. I feel like they probably shot this weeks ago. Um, <laughs> it did. This is literally is the same setup. It is. He's like, yeah, it's okay. Here's the thing. Uh, you're going to win against Gargano. Week later, what do you say? So that's what he says. He says, uh, NXT, still my chessboard. Yeah. Uh, I proved that in Portland. And next week, you're going to watch for my next move. <laughs> and he's like, hey. Uh, so what am I doing after this? We don't know yet. Uh, what, what is, this is this is airing in a month, so <laughs> when we're shooting this, so uh, uh, just show up that week. Will be Mr. Good. Levesque hasn't told us yet. We don't know. But just show up the week after takeover. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. I guess they're in a bit of a rivalry on Two Hundred Five Live. Right. They mentioned that they're partnering here to take on grizzled young veterans. Uh, at first, grizzled young veterans have a hard time handling Joaquin Wild's speed. It gains him a bit of advantage, but they eventually overcome and isolate him for a long stretch. Yeah, why did why did you not talk about uh, Joaquin Wild's jacket? It looked pretty cool. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, he's I still looking at that helmet, man. He still had to hold the helmet. He needs a chin strap on the helmet. I know he does. He needs a chin strap. I think he's got. I think he's got a back of the head strap. Like it sort of comes like I think it's sort of yeah does yeah that, yeah. But there's still a danger of it coming up like yeah. This. So obviously, if you t- tilt even your head he, sideways, it's going like, to fall off. Even if he had a chin strap. There's still the the danger that if he hits the ring, the rope, it's going to go boot. Well, he needs might. to flip. Why doesn't he flip over the ropes? He's supposed to be like high-flying guy. Because I think it's going to fly off if he does that. No. He Whatever can't. strap he has in back isn't going to be secure enough to keep that from flying off. When he leapfrogs over the ropes or when he lands, that thing's going to come flying off. Do That's you think if he headbangs, if he headbangs, Coming right off. really, yeah. it's that fickle? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because if he's just leading through the ropes, he has to hold it on. Well, no, because if the, if he hits the rope with it, it's going to go. No, I think it's the act of bending over; it's going to fall off. Oh, really? I think it, I thought it was more the the rope is going to. Okay, no, I think it's it would fall off. I don't know, man. That's why he needs a chin strap. Well, regardless, he needs a chin strap. Or put uh, uh, you know, like wrestling headgear. I know it has a head strap, but it has things that go around your ears. Okay, yeah. so have little things that go around the ears, it's like lightning bolts. No, no, no. Little straps to, to strap the, the helmet around his ears. <laughs> okay. So if he leans over, it won't fall off. It'll be hanging by his ears. I still, yeah, I still think he should jump over the ring ropes. It'll fall off, I'm telling you. Now, if you do it like this, like holding onto the ropes, and your head is relatively still. But when you, when you land, there's impact, and your head's going to move. I think, it's, I think it's more stable than that, man. I really no, I, whatever little strap he has along the base of the skull is not going to be enough. To we need to go to the performance center and find out. All right, fair enough. I'm telling you, if he needs to hold it, just get through the ropes. He's going to fall off if he jumps over the ropes. Anyways. the Young Veterans won this match. Yeah. The uh, Ticket to Mayhem on yeah. uh, uh, Mendoza, I think. On one of the tag team Mendoza. Because Joaquin Wilde got drop kicked off the apron. So I think Mendoza, Mendoza took the loss. Anyways, uh, Zach Gibson grabbed the mic afterwards, says, uh, <laughs> U.S., America, land of the free, home of the brave, more like. Home of the neckbeard, land of the <laughs> ignorant Yanks. We're a grizzled young veteran, soon to be number one tag team around here. Yeah. It was pretty short. It was pretty great. Home of the neckbeards. Anyways, after that, we had the Broserweights versus uh, Oni Lorcan and Birch. But before that match, the Broserweights get in the ring. They first, they actually, they go party with 
either fans or local enhancement talent. I'm not sure which one because they were getting really chummy with them. And it's either the tr- some trusted full sale fans. Yeah, it's the, probably the people that go out to dinner after the shows, and Matt Riddle probably knows them from showing up. At yeah, those, maybe at the brew pub every time. Some of these dudes look kind of beefy, though. I feel like they might be on the local circuit. Could maybe be. they're the same thing. Maybe some of the local guys show up at every show could and they're be. trusted. I don't know. It could be. Anyways, they were partying with them in the crowd first, and they get in the ring, and uh, done. Uh, Matt Riddle gets on the mic, and he's like. I bet you're right. I bet you want to know where our golf cart is. And then Pete Dunn says, well, you got it impounded. You got it impounded, but it doesn't matter because we're NXT Tag Team Champions. Everybody uh, hoops and hollers. And then Matt Riddle gets back on. He's like, yeah, afterwards we partied. I partied. But look at Pete Dunn. Look at his face. And, of course, they do a great close-up, and he's just stone-faced. Yeah. He said, he's a party machine. He says, unfortunately, the Stallion Cup isn't here because it partied too hard and it violated the wellness policy. Suspense. It's suspended for 30 days. That was a nice little, that was a good that was a good little, little joke. Yeah. Um, so Lorcan, Lorcan, oh, oh, oh. Whoa, oh, oh. Lorcan and Birch come out. Oh, decent technical stuff. Uh, the story I found kind of interesting in this one is that like uh, whenever Pete Dunne was matched up against Danny Burch, it's like he knew what Danny Burch was going to do. Yeah. It's like cause I'm sure they've wrestled each other a ton. Well, yeah. So whenever Dunne was in the match against Burch, it was like, okay, well, Burch might get a little move in here or there. It seemed like Pete Dunne like, could fend him off effortless. It wasn't until the end when Pete Dunne had to square off with Winnie Lorcan that Pete Dunne was like, oh, I don't want to do here oh, for a moment. All about, yeah. But then eventually he just like, he hit, what did he hit? This guy there? sleeps under a bench. Yeah. Because uh, Lorcan's come in, he like hits a blockbuster. Gets him in the corner, and then Pete Dunn grabs his hand, snaps his fingers, uh, riddles in, uh, and the Brozoites hit a V-trigger, bitter end combo to get the win. Back to the crowd they go to celebrate some more. Mm-hmm. Um, Undisputed errors backstage, uh, and Roddy's like, I'm, I need to do this myself, for myself, so stay back here, guys. I'm going to beat Dream one-on-one. Yeah, again, kind of weird. That's like such a face thing to do. He's defending the honor of his family, Velveteen Dream has only f- has, has only followed Marina Shafir on Twitter, and then uh, had a tweet saying Roderick Strong is not a real man because she didn't take his name, which is especially in this day and age a very heel thing to say. Yeah, um, and uh, so yeah, uh, things are kind of backwards here. Yeah. I don't know. I just get the feel. I get the feeling that like Velveteen Dream's big return, it should have been at a takeover. I think that's the problem. I think even just the framing of him coming back was weird. Yeah, I know. Where lights go down, he teleports to the top of the the turnbuckle, and like even just the the shot selection wasn't terribly dramatic. Like all the times that we said before, oh, who's this? You know, like at War Games, for example. Who's the Who's the fourth guy gonna be? Your fifth guy, whatever it is. Who's the third man, brother? Who's the third man, brother? <laughs> So glad you just said that because it was on my mind. Um, uh, anyways, like all the ways he could have returned in like dramatic fashion, it wasn't. No. And it sort of under, I don't know, it sort of underplayed how big of a deal he kind of should be. Yeah, I know. I mean, at this point, he really needs to be stepping up to the main title scene. Yeah. But I don't believe him as main title champion quite yet. You know, I feel like a, a more dramatic return might have accomplished that. Right, well, that that, and I kind of feel like I'm, I don't know if they NXT knows who's going to be the dude who takes that belt off Adam Cole. 
I think there's a lot they don't know, and I wonder if part of it's because Mania is coming it up. It could be. I don't know. Um, they might not even know if Adam Cole's going to be in. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, like, they could have strapped the rocket to Keith Lee's back and by Mania have him beat Adam Cole for that title, and that whole arena, would have, the, the roof would have blown off that place. Now he, just, he has a North American title. That's cool. But he's definitely in that scene, and he is, you know, like we stepped up to Undisputed Era the first time. He's like, all right, I just need to decide which one of these titles I'm going to take first. first. Yeah. First, yeah. as in. I'm getting all those from you. Yeah, he's going to be the new draped in gold prophecy. Yeah. yeah. And then after he won the North American title from Roddy, he came came out and brought that up again. Yeah. And then what, Damian Priest came out and distracted Urgh. him or something like that? And Dijakova came out. Yeah, and then they've never gone back around to it. Yeah. Like, I understand having this takeover, having the kind of detour for that, but dude, have him come out last night. Oh, getting back to this. I said when I took this, I'm, this was the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one more I can take. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I and like, know. A, I don't know. I just don't feel like they know who to focus things on. Yeah. Like, I know you have the Undisputed Era. They're, they're like Adam Cole's basically carrying the show. I get that. He's the top guy. But you got to have a baby face chase him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really felt like they were setting things up for Keith Lee to be that guy. Yeah, I know. And they still could have, even with him being North American champion. Because here's the thing. You can even put off him. You can even put off him winning that big title, but keep him in that title scene and then detour him here and there. Yeah. But it's like, you just went back to Dijakovic last night. I know. Here's like, you can keep him getting sidetracked because people are keep on, you know, gunning after him. Yeah. He's a champion. Yeah. But after he gets through that feud, all right, Focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can wait a, a couple more takeover cycles. Yeah. But just keep it in the audience's mind. Oh, keep, my ultimate goal is to take that title off. Because Adam, I, I Adam totally Cole. thought that as of last night, we were going to have Champa, Gargano, Finn, and ideally Keith Lee all sort of making their case for the Adam Cole title. Oh, no, yeah. Nobody make their case. And nobody made a case. Uh, anyways, Forgotten Sons, they did a Twitter video calling out Grizzly Young Veterans. and said When did What's His Face shave his head? Was that a while ago? Cutler? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they haven't been on TV for a while. so They have not been on TV. So it could have been anywhere between their last match and last night. So we they, we did get some confirmation on what their actual backstory is. I mean, they brought up being veterans. Uh, the grizzled young veterans said, you know, they, they blasted, you know, they said ignorant well, they yanks. Talked a, they talked a little trash. And so they're like, oh, yeah, the grizzled young veterans? We're veterans. They're not. They don't know what it's like to be that. We're going to bury these guys. USA. They said uh, it's the land of the free because of the brave, and they want a match. Yeah, right. Defend the honor of America. Yeah, yeah. So NXT's doing that now. Yeah. Um, I really wish they would have rooted this more in the Revolutionary War because mm. you've got, you know, obviously the British people, the American people. Let's see some wigs. All right. That's what I'm thinking. How about let's let's the let's, red coats are rather here. than the Revolutionary hey, War. Gibson's coat was red last night. True. Rather than the Revolutionary War, that's I felt like that's a, a part of history that's been well mined. But the War, war of 1812? Oh, man. Wow. Did that war actually just exist in the year 1812? No, it, was, it went for a while. It went and for it a actually, while, didn't it? was it? actually technically over, I think. Like, the ceasefire had been signed, but uh, the Battle of New Orleans still happened because word hadn't made it to them yet. Well, yeah, man. They didn't have cell phones back then. Nope. Or actual phones. Nope. <laughs> or telegrams. Or telegrams. <laughs> just a dude having to ride a horse. Probably <laughs> riding not from to Washington. <laughs> Through the wilderness to Norman. I was watching the, that History Channel thing on Washington. Yeah. And there was just a rando shot of him, like, 
trotting along on his horse going from one place to God knows where. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how is it these people didn't get lost all they the knew how to read time. a compass, I would expect. I guess so, but holy crap. Twists and turns. Yeah, I don't know, man. How do you not get like this zone out? You're like on a horse, clop, 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 clop. And then you look at your compass. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> I'm going east rather than northeast. <laughs> how long have I been doing that for? I don't know. I know. Well, I guess I could have watches. They could have watches. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, next, Keith Lee came out and dropped promo. Nope, he's instantly interrupted by Kona Reeves. Of course, he and Kona Reeves have had issues going back, I don't know, a year and a half. I really like Kona's Reeves theme, Kona Reeves theme music. Yeah. So Kona Reeves, he's in a huff. He's mad. He goes over the corner to grab a mic. And before he can even turn around, Keith Lee pounces the hell out of him. Oh, so W.S. Fletcher here. Says eighteen twelve to eighteen fifteen. That 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 match happened there you <laughs> between go. us and Britain. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Britain won the rematch. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Keith Lee grabs the mic and says, "All right, ref, now you can ring the bell." Bell rings. I think Keith Lee hits like one move finisher. Match over. Done. And then Dijak comes out. Hey. Hey. Hey, Keith. So the only reason I lost last night is or two nights ago. Had too much Arby's hurt my back. Doing the, the Spanish fly, yeah. But he's the like, backwards. I'm not, I'm not ready to move on yet. Uh, I still want that title. I, I should have beat you at takeover that Spanish fly spot. That should have been it. But I hit, I hurt my back on that move, and so uh, I couldn't pick you up for feast your eyes. But really, I should have won. And Keith Lee's like, ah, hold on, quiet. Give me, give me that title. All these excuses, Come all on, these what the ifs. Give me the title. It's all won. what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. What really, what happened is I won. I almost beat you. Get over it. Give me the title. And he says, whenever they have a match. What does the crowd say? And of course, the child, uh, crowd starts chanting, fight forever. Please move on. So Lee Spermer says, I'm always down for a challenge. So Dijakovic, if you could convince Regal for another match, I'm willing to fight forever. Well, the good thing is we don't know where we want to go from here. So, okay, we'll do it. Or if, if Dijakovic goes to Regal's office and, Regal, and asks him for a match, Regal's like, he, like, he beat you. How many matches do you want against this man? Like he's beaten you twice in a row, I think, like... We have a whole... Uh, He's best as you for... Like, there's Cameron Grimes on Twitter, like, b- basically begging for a match against yeah. Keith Lee. Yeah. Like, there's Damian Priest still, Killian Dane. There's a lot of contenders for that particular title. You've already lost uh, back of the line to you. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's what it should be. Maybe apply for 205 Live. And then that way, it's a, it's a, a, a regal Dijakovic feud. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Next, Caden Carter versus Chelsea Green. Robert Stone introduces Chelsea, dubs her the face of the women's division. Uh, pretty quickly, Carter tries to go for another roll-up. Yeah. Green kicks out. And Carter has the advantage for a while until she tries to move off second rope. Uh, Chelsea kicks the middle rope and I think knees her or something and hits a bunch of other knees. Uh, Carter goes for another roll-up. And then... Uh you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. She can't get Chelsea over because Chelsea is standing on Caden Carter's hair. Ouch, yes. At that point, Bianca Belair comes in the ring and says, I'm happy for you both. I'm, she does the Kanye. I'm going to let you finish, but I got something to say. That was great. <laughs> that she's, was hilarious. She's like, I told you you, you didn't go here. Yeah. But now I want you here. Talking about Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, because you put your hands on me. Yeah. Um. So she's like, I want a PCU. I don't care if it's Raw, SmackDown, here, wherever. Mm-hmm. She's about to say SmackDown, Raw, NXT, wherever. I'm going to whoop that ass. Yeah. It's awesome. It and great. then she just leaves. So when is this going to happen, man? Where is it going to happen? NXT TV. What's the spec? Takeover. I mean, we were listening to uh, Observer Radio, and they had the discussion. And it was Alvarez that said, well, the whole point is to bump up NXT's ratings. So you so got to bump up the ratings. But so isn't like a little sense. bit of exposure of an NXT superstar on Raw, isn't that potentially helping NXT I mean, I, if they really want to do it, do it in Elimination Chamber. Because here's the thing. We already have a sample size in terms of Charlotte being on NXT, and it's not great. It doesn't – it didn't – that one week – it did not boost ratings she, that significantly. But she wasn't also advertised for a match. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if they um, build the match to a big deal. And we've seen Bianca. I mean, she had a dominant performance at the Rumble. So here's the thing. This is what you do. You have them fight in AEW. That doesn't seem likely. Well, and then promotion's working together. How about this? It's good for everybody. Put them on AEW Dark. It'll boost up Dark's numbers. There you go. No. Uh... You, you you put it you put something on the line. I mean, I don't know. They're not going to have Bianca Belair beat Charlotte. But how great would it be if they had Bianca Belair beat Charlotte? And what was on the line is if she, if Bianca wins, she's in the Mania match. She's in the Mania match. Put that on NXT TV. If those are the stakes, and you put that on NXT TV, and then you leak out word that Bianca's going to win, <laughs> then you might boost ratings. You yeah. might have a good shot at doing yeah. that. Put it in the main event. Yeah, I don't think you could just have the match and expect that to pop ratings. you got to have the match with something on the There's line. There's got to be something on the line. Yeah. Because then, here's the thing, Even if they put that on the line and they put it out there as a possibility that Bianca could win that and get into Mania, even if you, even if you, you know, there's no get, she can still lose and just not be in the Mania match. Mm-hmm. And people will still be like, oh, wow. This I don't know, though. Exists. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, the match finishes up. Well, yeah, Belair leaves. As soon as Belair leaves, uh, Chelsea goes for a roll-up. Caden Carter kicks out, hits super kick. Uh, Chelsea Green rolls out of the ring, starts talking to Robert Stone Brand. Yeah, Carter comes out, tosses Green back in the ring, and his, uh, Caden Carter gets on the apron. Uh, Robert Stone trips her up, and then Green hits an unprettier for the win. Yeah, I don't like the unprettier move. Not huge on it either. No, um, Chelsea's so- finish should be a destroyer because we saw her do one of those at a, a All In. Yeah, I know, but the problem is everybody does destroyers and they never finishes. It's annoying. Yeah, they really. Yeah, they've ruined the move. Backed themselves into the corner with that one. It's a really cool move, though. Mm-hmm. Someone should use it as a finish. I agree. Well, I mean, somebody that isn't Petey Williams. Yeah. Uh, so then we had our main event, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. What was the uh, the outfit that Dream was wearing before he took it off? What was it? What it looked like an Elvis thing. Yeah, it was like a jumpsuit. Yeah, it was rad. The sleeves cut off, and it had his like you know the the three eye logo mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah, it was cool. It looked really cool. Powder blue and I white. I didn't know if it was a reference to something, but it looked great. It's, it was much easier seemingly to take off because it was flared at the pants, mm-hmm. so he didn't have to like rip them off. He just 
took it off. And it was all yeah. one piece, so we just took it off. It was great. It, was, it looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked really good on him. Uh, yeah, and we talked about the head of the show. He I was sort of toying with Roddy to start the match. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to let you get my hand, your hands on Well, that was, that was after, though, uh, them kind of just awkwardly and clumsily wrestling on the mat. Uh-huh, yeah. Whereas, like, they were trying to get their hands on each other, but it was it, they just couldn't. Because mm-hmm. I, I understand they were trying to make it look like a real fight, so it was awkward and clumsy and, and, and you know, kind of like an unorganized scrum. I don't know. I just feel like with the level of intensity, they kind of painted this, especially from Roddy's side. Like, I would get if, if Velveteen Dream came in and, you know, bell rings and Roddy's got a head of steam coming after him and Dream slips out and starts playing mind games. Makes sense. Yeah. Or if they both come out, hockey fight, start throwing haymakers at each other. Makes mm-hmm. sense. But, I don't know, just awkward scrum on the mat. I don't know. Just made it feel a little flat. Yeah. To start. You know, I, I expect to both come out with fever pitch, wanting to, to destroy the other. And instead, it was just like, okay, this is what I really like when people really fight. Yeah. It's not why I watch wrestling. Yeah, I just, dude, I kind of feel like, I don't know, the whole Velveteen Dream thing, I think he's a bigger deal than how they've presented him. This should have been a takeover match for Tampa. Not yeah. this last one. You build to this. You know, they did. They, they teased Dream's return like a week before he came back. Unless, yeah, unless the idea is they're going to have Dream versus Cole for Tampa, and this sets that up, and Could they've be. got six weeks to build that. Could be. But I feel like they're fast-tracking that way too much. Maybe maybe Undisputed Era. Maybe they're taking these titles off Undisputed Era because they are going to go to SmackDown. Or maybe. <laughs> can you imagine if they put them on Raw? <laughs> How many people are on Raw right now? Like everybody. Yeah. So there's, you know, a clumsy scrum. They're both taking swings at each other, missing. Uh, Roddy rolls out of the ring. Hops back on the apron. Dream takes off the weight belt he had on. Swings it at Roddy. He misses. Ref takes it from him. Uh, and then, yeah, the cat and mouse begins. Dream leaves the ring. Roddy gives chase. Dream's back in. Roddy follows. Dream hits him with a drop kick. He has advantage for the while. Uh, there's some eye poking going on here. Uh, go to commercial. Dream's in a headlock. He uh, fights out of it, hits a back drop. They're trading some strikes. Uh, Roddy's been working over Dream's back pretty hardcore. Uh, so Dream is going for a Death Valley driver. Can't. It's like an awkward collision in the corner. Uh, some, sorry, not to catch you off. Somebody oh, mentioned okay. Raspberry Beret from Prince cool. Suit. Who mentioned that? Hold on, I want to give it. Uh, Sean here in Thank chat you. mentions that. Thanks, man. And so uh, Dream hits a couple backbreakers on Roddy, working over Roddy's back. Like, I feel like the elements were here for something good. Yeah. It just didn't quite connect. Yeah. Especially towards, you know, like the end, it picked up and it was it was decent. So Dream is going up top. Roddy pushes him towards the ring post and crotches him on the top turnbuckle. They're jockeying for position up there. Uh, Strong hits a backbreaker across the top turnbuckle. Dream kicks out at two. Uh, Strong tries to hit end of heartache twice. Dream fights it off both times. So Strong hits the power bomb right into Stronghold. Dream gets to the ropes. Strong goes for the running knee. Dream super kicks him instead, follows with a Death Valley driver, and then takes off the jumpsuit. And underneath, he's got pants with Marina Shafir's face on his front area and on his butt. Yeah, man. And so he goes up top. Uh, As that is happening, Undisputed Era run out. So he jumps off the top, takes them out, goes back up to the top, uh, jumps off. Strong hits him with a jumping knee. That gets him a two. And then Velatine Dream just kind of hits a Death Valley driver kind of out of nowhere to win. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like it just felt like a rather know, underwhelming way for Ronnie to take for Roddy to take that L. Yeah, I know. And so Undisputed hopped in. Um, they attack Velveteen Dream. They hit their finishers on her safe for Adam Cole, and that was it. Yeah, I know. I, I get the. I just. I don't know, man. I get. 
from what I got from this episode, and this is pure speculation on my part, <coughs> there's a lot of unknowns in NXT, uh, except for maybe, maybe, and I know you're absolutely right, even in a loser leaves town match, they can just write that person right back in like they did before. They did that before. Um, I get the feeling that that might be something that's definite, that Gargano or Champa are going to be written off to main roster. I just get that feeling. Um, and I feel like probably Dream versus Cole for Tampa. But I just feel like there's a lot that there's a lot of moving parts that they have to figure out. And instead of being able to focus on NXT, they have to focus on NXT and the demands of everything else that NXT that could be. It's not all services. And I don't think it's just, you know, Heyman or Pritchard wanting to pull talent from NXT. I think it's whatever crossover is going on the main roster. I'm sure they got to be concerned with whether this is Triple H's idea or not, uh, doing things to try to get the numbers up. I think, yeah, there probably is a lot more demands and probably in, you know, Triple H is still his thing. Probably more cooks in the kitchen in terms of people in his ear saying, hey, can we do this? Can we do this outside the sphere of NXT? Well, I think that he probably, look, and I don't know, like we all know, like, okay, the, the buck stops with Vince. You got Pritchard writing basically SmackDown. You got Heyman writing Raw. Triple H overseas is heavily, is, is basically Mr. NXT, but he's also head of creative. So he probably has a lot of say in terms of Raw and SmackDown. I'm sure they, and so he has to manage all this stuff as well um, and that ain't going to be easy. The same way AEW wasn't easy for them to figure out how to deal with their cooks in their kitchen. Uh, and la- la- yesterday's episode just didn't click. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's, I mean, you think about how great everything was clicking in the lead up to Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. Everything was awesome because that's like all just NXT concentrated. You don't have to worry about main roster shenanigans. Nope. But you're coming up to Mania. You've got a Tampa show. You've got your Mania show. Um and uh, and then the potential for call-ups, which they're probably figuring out. So maybe they just can't commit to too much right now. Until they work things on until the, they figure picture. it out. You know, I mean, it was kind of like Survivor Series in the lead up to that NXT. Like they had some good stuff going on, but there was also like just some a li- felt like a little bit of conflicts because you got Raw, you got SmackDown, Brand War for all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and how different shows handled their creative on. Yeah, it, it all felt thing. a bit on the inconsistent side. Yeah, let's do some questions. Fear and loathing. Will we see the Dusty Cup in thirty days? We shouldn't. I don't. Is. I don't think so. Uh, fear and loathing again. Funny if you did though. I know Stephen Larson, uh, Brand managing Dexter Loomis. Should we be the uh, Stephen Larson brand for Dexter Loomis? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, three of us host true crime podcast about Dexter Loomis. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Butts says, do you think NXT needs a major shakeup of talent at the top? I feel like it's been the same rotation of the same people getting a majority of time when they have so much talent stuck in the back and in the Florida loop. I think that we're going to see that after mania. I think once things settle down after WrestleMania, um, we're going to see, some fresh blood at the top. Well, I think that was one of the things that, that made Keith Lee's rise really exciting. Granted, he'd been around for a while before getting that huge push, but it was like, oh, here's someone the crowd's already kind of behind. They're familiar with. Uh, they're really getting behind him. He's pushing the main event scene, and it's great because he's been here a while, just kind yeah. of not doing much. Yeah. And then I think, at least in my hope, and I'm guessing yours too, was that that push in the main event would continue especially after Survivor Series when like half the shows he was closing by doing something amazing and mm-hmm. having that great moment. 
uh, at the end of Survivor Series was him and Roman. Mm-hmm. It seemed like all that was building to some serious momentum, war games, all that. And then even at the Rumble with him and Brock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, he's North American champion. That's cool. But it really felt like if they said, all right, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy that's going to you know take over for Cole after he drops the belt. And they just focus on that. And you build toward, towards it, whether it be Tampa or the takeover after that. Then it could have been great. But it's kind of feel like, well... Well, we don't we don't want Keith Lee to be in a situation where he's in a title program with Cole and not win. We want to push that to later. Uh, so we'll just throw a bunch of other people at him. Cole, all the familiar faces that we all know. Man, I wonder if they're looking at Keith Lee for a main <clears throat> for a main roster. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, that's one thing Triple H also said is that you know we're not looking at people just for NXT. We're looking at people in the Performance Center to fulfill their full potential, which he basically meant Raw SmackDown. I mean, it's still Raw SmackDown is still viewed as. Yeah. The end a game. different tier than NXT. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Armstrong says, "Refresh my memory, or tell me how you power rank your excitement for the new cruiserweight title." Since they made it the NXT one, they dropped the purple strap and and such. Oh, well, it looks good. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks real good. Yeah, I mean, I wish they. I hope. Hopefully, they keep this one. I like when titles just stick around. I know I didn't like the purple strap, um, but yeah, I don't mm. know. I don't, and I don't know, like. The idea of Devlin sort of going brand to brand to brand to brand. I don't know. He needs like a feud. Mm-hmm. He needs a feud. Uh, Prince C. Ross, who was a past wrestler you wish would have, you would have appreciated more when they were around uh, for him? It was Big Show, Mark Henry, and Tyson Kidd. Edge. Yeah. Edge. I Edge. feel like I didn't really get too invested in Edge until like well after he had retired. Yeah, no. Edge and like Prime Randy Orton. Yeah. I, yeah. That's another good one. Uh, Aaron Gaspar, regarding the Gargano turn, I have a question for Larson. If Steve repeatedly attempted to murder you, oh gosh, then disappeared with an injury, how quickly would you forgive him and pretend it never happened? Uh, well, I definitely wouldn't accept the hug from him on in, in stage. Definitely wouldn't do that. Uh, I would be hesitant to tag with him hmm. um, until we could, you know, seriously hash some things out. Yeah, but our relationship isn't based off of uh, competitive physical activity trying to attain a chunk of gold. Nonetheless, you tried to murder me several times. That's the premise of this question. Okay, well, I, I, I can't really disagree with anything you said. I mean, if, if it's a murder, that's a lot different than like what Champagne Gargano has gone through. That's just well, I think that's trying to pin question. each other. Is the idea that like the street fight stuff, there was you know some stuff that could have been on the verge of uh, serious assault charges had it happened outside of the arena. It was healthy competition. Jake Monford, if they don't put Bianca in the WrestleMania match, do you think she could face Charlotte at Elimination Chamber? Wouldn't be surprised. That'd be cool. That'd be neat. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. Doc Hensla. So we have Steve Austin, Austin Theory, Austin Aries, uh, Ace Austin as well. And, uh, Ace Austin and, and Impact. Impact, right? Whether a name like Austin is synonymous with the kayfabe wrestling name. Austin Idol. Austin Idol, yes. Yeah. What are the name like Austin is synonymous with the kayfabe wrestling name? Uh, well, there's a lot of them. Uh, Surprised there's not more strongs. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He stumped me with that one. Yeah, same here. Power Lunch. There, there was go. Power Lunch. Power Lunch Jr. Son of Power Lunch. Son of Power Lunch. El Hijo de El Hijo de Power Lunch. 
<laughs> uh, David Wondolowski, let me preface this by saying I love NXT. Watch it religiously. Have we heard anything about how the USA feels about the ratings of NXT? I know TNT already guaranteed Dynamite more years. I want the same for NXT. Haven't heard a thing. Have not heard a thing. Uh, Greg Morris, if the NXT tag scene is lacking, would a team of Lee and Dijak be that needed shot in the arm? Um, I think it would have been like four months ago, but Lee should not be in a tag team right now. I think right now is that's why we have uh, unless and, and Peter Dune. Unless he continued on with his "I want all the gold," and I can't think of anybody better than the man who you know. Yeah. Than than Dijak. That only really work. It seemed to be more. He wanted to take that gold off undisputed era rather than just being. Yeah, tag yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they don't have the yeah, titles, and sure. like it's already been established in kayfabe that Keith Lee is friends with Matt Riddle. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. No, it wouldn't make sense. I know. Uh, Pancant. I seem to remember you both saying that you think Dijak and Lee had more to show in terms of their feud. They're just giving you what you asked for. Yeah. So look, here's the thing. I'm not against them having another match, but I also like stuff to move forward. Yeah. So like. I didn't. What I didn't say. I wanted it now. I didn't say I want that. I want to see more I, of what they have now. And I also, I think we're, the point was we felt like they could do more in a match. Yeah. Like they could probably do something absolutely insane, out of bounds, crazy, bonkers. Yeah. They could do that, and yeah. at some point, maybe that'd be cool to see. Doesn't necessarily mean I need to see it next week. So the and, and a sort of analogous to that would be, I feel like with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Even with their big blow off at that one pay per view battleground or whatever it was, yeah, I still felt that there was a lot more they could do. That being said, I didn't want to see it like immediately like come back around to it in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what is his name? Aurelius says, "Do you think NXT is going to be spinning their wheels for what may happen in their roster during and after Mania weekend?" Yeah, that's kind of what I said. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, so. A little bit. Uh, Lizard man. If Cole, Gargano, and Balor were hanging off a cliff for life and death, who is Triple H saving? <clears throat> oh. Um, well, come down between Cole and Balor. Yep. <coughs> and I get the feeling it's probably Cole. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's Cole. Yeah, I feel like right now it's Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Professor Dr. Bird, hypothetically speaking, if there were a women's dusty tag classic, what teams of women's singles wrestlers paired together could strike fire as a team in the way that, uh, the same way as the Bruiserweights? That's a good question. I know she's like a bad guy, but Candice LeRae and Yoshirai. Yeah, I have to say that. That's the team that I'd want to see. Yeah. That'd be great. Raspberry, Beret. any more questions over there? Oh, there's plenty more. All right, cool. Uh, glorious broken sound away. So who leaves NXT Gargano or Ciampa? I'm pessimistic that either of them are going anywhere. Well, you have to answer the question. If one left, what's more likely? I would say Gargano. Yes, yeah, Gargano. 100%. It's Gargano. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here. Thomas Dunnigan. Would Hell in a Cell be the perfect gimmick match for Ciampa Gargano at TakeOver Tampa? I quit. Make it an I quit match. Chamber of Horrors match. I quit. So on that lyrics say, they I have quit. to, I quit NXT though. Yes. They have to say, I quit NXT. Yes. Yeah. It's gotta be, I quit NXT. I quit NXT. Uh, let's see here. The glorious broken sound wave. My question for today is, do you think Cody Rhodes and Jericho can bring their music from AEW over to WWE to use? 
or will they or would they use their old gimmick? So if Jericho came back to WWE, Jericho's all about reinvention. So he would bring Judas to WWE or a new song from Well, there's two things. Creatively what would he do and legally what could he do? Jericho, that's his it's his band song, so he can license it to WWE and use his theme song just as he did with AEW. Publisher can, yeah. yeah, legally he could totally do that. Cody was using his song prior to AEW. Yeah, I'm sure he owns that song. Yeah. Or owns the rights to that song. So he could do the same thing. That being said, if Jericho comes to WWE, he's using Break the Walls Down. He has the entirety of his career. Yeah, okay. And it's a really good theme song still. It is a really good theme song. For Cody, I doubt he's going to go back yeah, to but Jericho, Stardust theme. I don't know. All the various man. phases of Jericho and WWE, they all use Break the Wall Down. I don't know. So here's the thing. And apparently, uh, Seamus said that he, they wouldn't let him use Lobster Head because it's too old and people wouldn't, re- wouldn't remember well, it. Well, that's ridiculous. Which is stupid. That's so dumb. It, the problem is Lobster Head is a babyface song. Well, it's also not as iconic as Break the Walls Down. Break the Walls Down is probably one of that, but it's more iconic than the one, the, his Millin' About yeah, song Yeah, but the, now. the Millin' About song is, is more recent, so that's probably why. No, but my point with that was, uh, I, don't, I don't think Jerick, I don't think they'd let him. They, they would say, look, Judas is great and everything, but like Vince runs the show and Vince wants Break the Walls. Oh, yeah, totally. Vince would say Break the Walls. That would be the, the bottom GTF, line. though, yeah. yeah. As far as Cody, I don't know. What did Cody come out of before? Wasn't it like the same band? Oh, in WB? No, yeah. he had like a different, he had like a Stardust theme. That was kind of gold dust esque, I think, but more sci fi sounding. When he was dashing Cody Rhodes, what did he oh, use? Oh, I don't remember. That was a while ago. I thought that the band that Cody used was the same band that did XYZ something. I thought it was a Cody thing. Whoop. Whoop. Uh, let's see. Chris Rampersod, guys, I would seriously cry if Undisputed Era left NXT because I don't trust Vince. Look at what they're doing to Aleister Black. Could you imagine Christopher, his Matt Chat question, if Undisputed oh, Era man, went to SmackDown? He would be in the wood. He'd be so high. Can they trade Alistair Black for Shayna, please? He wants Alistair to come back to NXT. I don't he's think, already done everything. I man. don't think he, he's, of all the NXT call-ups, I don't think he suffered the worst by be, being moved from NXT to main roster. Yeah, I, I know. Examples of people faring far worse than he did. No, I agree. It, it, he, he, was, he was one of the names scheduled to win the Rumble, which is still mm-hmm. weird to me. He hasn't lost on main roster. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they got to bring back Drew McIntyre's old theme too. See, that's one that I forgot about, but then like I heard it and I was like, holy crap, that's great. I didn't, when he was the heel, this current one I thought worked fine because it's fairly menacing. Oh, they need to go back to the one he, yeah, he had NXT. I know, I agree. All right, anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, let's see here, patrons. Uh, we got a double shot today because the latest episode of We Book... Uh, Frendo Unified, Unified Champ- Championship Wrestling. Wrestling is up. We got a killer match inside Rawgate Mutant. Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose. Return match, yes. And we just found out that there's a tournament happening Round inside Rawgate Mutant. Apparently it's like a G1 type situation. Inside Rawgate Mutant, winner gets their freedom, gets unabsorbed. Wow. Gets expelled yeah. from Rawgate Mutant. Expunged. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and so that's happening. And then also, uh, I was thinking instead of we book uh, or who won Wednesday, we could do an ep- we could start who won wrestling, where we go back to last Friday, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, AEW. Pretty easy this week. And said, say who won wrestling. Well, don't spoil it because you got to pay for that. All right, for our expert answer on that one. W E A. 
Okay, well, we're not going to do that now. Now well, we're not going to do it. No, you just spoiled it. We're not going to do it. No, it's just going to be us sitting no, here bullshitting that's then. A teaser because then. That I, was literally the answer. No, it was a teaser because then I can explain why then you and given your answer. So I don't care why. I care about your dumb it's answer. A teaser. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, patrons, stick around. YouTube channel members, stick around. Uh, we'll be back in a bit. Thanks for watching. Like, I'm talk later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.